1: She's weird and wonderful. Oh Betty, she's a podcast
0: queen. She's wearing high-heel shoes. Got her wings on too, you
2: Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. And this episode is like the Cuba edition. We've got lots of stories from my trip to Cuba. I just got back. We got stories about fat cats, wigs, bugs, cars, crabs, and kooks. (laughs) And uh, the music for the show, I recorded all over Cuba. Uh, it seems like everyone in the country is a musician or an artist. And uh, I actually have a sponsor for this episode. Woohoo! Let's get on with the show. I have a lot of stories from uh, my recent trip to Cuba. And so instead of having this whole episode, you know, Cuba, 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 (laughs) where I have a lot of Cuba stories, uh, along with a sprinkling of the normal airline stories, and then I'll tell some more Cuba stories in the next episode. Uh, My first impression was that Cuba sort of looks like a movie set. It's like stepping back into an old movie, like you have buildings crumbling, but then there's art. Like in all the cracks, art made out of old cans and paper and fan blades, anything they can get. And then tourists ride around in these bright, old, elegant American cars, convertibles. And then you see local people pushing cars. <laughs> it's like a place of contradictions. It's like a artsy stew. <laughs> There's, like, so much art and music, but it's also like a stew of heaven, hell, New Orleans, Savannah, the Caribbean. Uh, It's fascinating. Old news. Did you guys hear the story about the guy with the fat cat? He had a cat that he wanted to bring in the cabin on Aeroflot, and their restriction was 17 pounds, and his cat was 22 pounds, and he didn't want to check his cat, which is understandable. So he got a skinny cat as a double, checked in with that cat, then switched out with his own fat cat, and got on the plane. Now, it's funny to me that it's like... uh, how easy is it for you to find a skinny cat that looks like your fat cat? You know, like, um, get me a skinny cat stat. My first hotel, was very nice. Um, not hotel, I didn't stay in any hotels, Airbnb. Uh, it had a elevator that was odd. A lot of things are odd in Cuba. And um, it had a like the elevator door would open to another door, which she needed a key. So, uh, the first time I get there, I ring the, you know, ding dong. And then someone came and opened the wooden door. And then she explained, you know, you have to, um, open the wooden door, then the elevator door. And so, uh, I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's odd, but all right. She gave me the key so I didn't have to ring the bell every time. So, uh, the first day, and I'm going out, and I'm like, you don't know how hesitant you're supposed to be, or you, you've you heard things, you don't know. And so, uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, I used the key to get through the wooden door, got in the elevator, and, uh, huh, there was buttons, and it was, there was a, a 1, an S, a PB. I was thinking PB would be, like, below, like, parking. Um, So, I push one you know just trying to get out and so the elevator doors opens and there's no wooden door but there's like an iron door and a bunch of trash and like like it looked like an abandoned building (laughs) i was like okay no 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 it must be s i'll push s push s and it's like the basement there's a lady working on cars and uh and uh like stuff piled up everywhere because you know, I can't, just came in the building so I knew there was like a little tiny lobby area and, and this wasn't it so it was PB of course it's PB means the street <laughs> at one point I was like I don't know how to get out of the hotel okay so you run a, an Airbnb in Cuba so you must see all kind of people
3: yes they're all very weird <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, while I had a a group of women they came here. It was like eight women. They booked all the rooms. And I go through explaining all the keys, all the safes. You actually do a
2: very good job at explaining.
3: Yeah. Mini bar, you know, we put outside, and we offer drinks, beer, water. And uh, and I explain that you need to write down a piece of paper, what you take, and you pay at the end. It's an
2: honor system.
3: Exactly. This woman, she looks at me very smart. And she says, Now I'm going to ask you a question that probably you didn't think about it before. And I thought, wow, (laughs) what kind of question? And she looks at me and she says, What if I buy a bottle of water outside and I come back home and I put it in the fridge? Do I need to write that down? (laughs) I looked at her and I said, what do you think? <laughs> because if... <laughs> and, I, and I said, you know what? I think you should. And <laughs> she <Because laughs> said, no, I don't think I should. And I said, that's why you write down what you take, not me. <laughs> not are they? Very.
2: What's funny about this story from the Casa... Owner, is that uh, it's not easy to find something to put back in a mini bar in Cuba. I know you can do it other places, but uh, you know, it's not like there's a mini market on every corner. It's not like a 7 Eleven. Actually, it's difficult to find a store. And when you find a store, uh, lots of times they don't have that much in it. I was in Playa Garan and I saw my Spanish isn't that good, but I saw Mercado. I know that's market. I was like, oh, goody, my first Cuban market. I go in there, nothing on the shelves. But some tea towels and some giant cans of stewed tomatoes. So, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Unless you're going to put a giant can of stewed tomatoes back in the mini bar. <laughs> it ain't going to work. I mean, it was actually very... Um, it was fantastic that just about all the Airbnbs um, had uh, a way for you to get water or beer or a soda uh, and then it was like a usually an honor system because uh, you, you didn't have any, anywhere else to get it. Like in Cuba, you have to quote unquote source ingredients. You know, you get your eggs here. You get your coffee there. You get avocados and lettuce from one bike here and one over there. I saw cleaning supplies, brooms on a bike. So you, you got to find a guy on a bike to get a broom. It, it basically shows you how spoiled we are. I mean, I, my... Expectations and my gratitude levels changed a lot in Cuba because we can go to one store and there's everything. You know, you go to a supermarket. And one uh, bike taxi guy said to me when he showed me uh, a mini market because he was like, a, he was proud. Look, a mini market. He said, everything is mini in Cuba, there is no super. <laughs> I was flying with this um, young ish girl, and um, where it, on some planes, if your TV screens had to be stowed while we're uh, taxiing, we have to do the a live demo over just like a few people in that front row. Um, I dislike it because that life vest mess up your hair. So I look over at the other girl, and she's not putting the life vest on. She sort of just laid it in front of her, still showed how to, like, pull, you know, the manual inflation and how to blow into it, uh, manual inflation. Um, but she didn't put it on. So afterwards, I said, hey, you didn't put the life vest on. She's like, yes, but I still showed them how to do it. And I said, I hate putting that thing on. It messes up your hair. And she goes, "Well." It doesn't just mess up my hair. One time I put it on and it took my wig off. (laughs) So I have never put that on again. Took her wig off. One of the first places I went to after Havana was Playa Larga, which is like a sleepy beach town uh, on the one end of the Bay of Pigs. You know the Bay of Pigs where the Cold War almost got hot. And uh staying in this uh, Airbnb where they only have like three rooms and um, stayed. There was a nice Peruvian newlywed couple, which is really nice. Uh, the first day I went to, before the Peruvian couple got there, I did this, um, took a taxi to a, of course, it's an old like Chevrolet. <laughs> fun. Makes everything more fun when you're in an old car. And uh, I went to this um, place where you, there was a cenote, you know, it's kind of like a Okay. They have cenotes in Mexico where you can snorkel. It was fantastic. Um, the next day, that uh, Peruvian couple um, arrived, and they were going to go on a, a bird-watching trip the next day. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. That'd be great. But what I didn't realize, because I was just going to the Caribbean, like a, I don't know if I was as prepared as if when I'm going to India or Africa or one of those places. So I had brought natural bug spray <laughs> Plus all my other bug paraphernalia, so I have patches and and uh, bracelets and none of it worked because that place is next to a um, forest a national uh, park and uh, they were like no seums or sandflies I don't know little things not mosquitoes and uh, they didn't care about my bracelets my patch my natural spray I got like five hundred bug bites like my legs they look like it was like bubble wrap they're like just welts and uh, look like a leper so a lot of my time in cuba i had to wear pants even though it was hot because i didn't want people to look at my leper legs and like people would comment on it local people tourists like when i went to the beach and it was just kind of like oh okay anyway so uh the couple from peru we were having breakfast together and we we're having eggs and um the nice cuban owner um One of the things, uh, because Americans, you know, there's a weirdness about whether you can go to Cuba or not. Like everywhere I went before I went to Cuba, people would say, well, you can't go there. And I'd be like, I'm going there. And they're like, you can't go. And I'm like, I'm going. They're like, you can't. I'm like, I am. (laughs) And it makes you sort of wonder, like, is there something I don't know? Everything I can tell. I bought the ticket. I've made reservations. I think I can go. And one of the things is you have to say... You know, what, there's like 12 reasons for going. Like, one would be having family there. But the other one, like I told in the last podcast, is like, uh, in support of the Cuban people. I'm in support of the Cuban people. <laughs> and I, really, what I was doing was supporting the Cuban insects <laughs> with my blood. <laughs> okay, so the 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 Peruvian couple were having breakfast. And well, one of the reasons I was just bringing that up is that uh, if you look at, like, the the... American customs and immigration are supposed to ask you like if you were really supporting the Cuban people, like you were supposed to have breakfast with C- Cubans, which I did. <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to prove you had breakfast. But well, it seems like such a random thing, but I did have breakfast or like take classes. Anyway, so we're having breakfast. I'm supporting the Cuban people by having breakfast with them. And um the Peruvian couple said, Um, can we have a can we each have a bowl? And the Airbnb owner who was fantastic was like, What do you need a bowl for? I mean she had like the the table she had put out was full of fresh fruit and bread and butter and fresh made juice and marmalade and eggs and um and she's like what do you need a bowl? And they said, Well, for our eggs. And I saw her give a look like, Well, you got a plate. What do you need a bowl for? And they said, Well, you can't you can't eat eggs without a bowl. And I was like, well, Okay. <laughs> I just eat it on the plate that it came on. <laughs> well some of the things I like about different places is that, you know, they're used to having their eggs in a bowl, so they wanted a bowl. That's fine. And so we're we're having breakfast and then well they had this nice it was like a lot of places in peru like it's centered around a terrace so there's this nice terrace even though i got a little bug bites on the terrace it was a very nice terrace but they had their like washer and dryer outside and they had like iron gates in front of them and like where they had their cleaning supplies they were like iron gates in front of them and so i asked them like is there a lot of crime is that why you have um you know bars on everything and uh Again, not an answer I was expecting. Uh, her husband was like, "Who? Uh, he's like, no, it's so the crabs don't get in there. He's, and then he showed me so that the bars are maybe like a quarter inch uh, in between each one. Because uh, he said in crab season, you know, these crabs are like uh, six inches long. And he said, they'll get everywhere. So, you know, you don't want crabs <laughs> when you're cleaning Surprise which you know reminds me of my place where I've had crabs in my condo and when I first moved here my friend everybody that knew we were friends would ask him how's Betty doing you know it was a big move from one coast to the other and he'd be like she's fine she has crabs <laughs> well this guy is telling me about this crab thing the wife comes back and goes oh yeah uh in crab season this is like everybody this is like the place to get crab it's crabs and there's there's literally millions of crabs, so much so that they have to close the the road. The road, because it's it's impassable because of, like, the sea of crabs. The road is closed because it is crabs. So So many interesting things in Cuba. It's kind of like a conundrum. Like, you'd have one delightful moment and then a terrible couple hours (laughs) You know, like it was like a constant up and down, almost like traveling to India or Africa, but it's just off the coast of Florida. Uh, the internet, you know, we're so spoiled and we're so used to having like almost all the hotels that I stay in, you know, it's just free internet. Uh, but here, I knew this ahead of time that they have internet hotspots and you need to buy these internet scratch off cards where you can get like uh, an hour or five hours. Like one hour is a dollar. Um. And so, uh, like the first morning, my I had like <laughs> in Havana. The first few days, it would take me till like noon to it take me till noon to accomplish one task. <laughs> the first day, I just wanted to change money, um, because I didn't change enough money at the airport. I was so nervous about having big amounts of money on you. You know, if you get robbed uh, and you can't get any more because you can't use your credit card or ATM if you're an American credit cards, and ATMs. So oh, anyway, um, I changed over some money at the airport, and then I figured it was smart to then do some in Havana, so I'm not walking around with the whole amount. So um, I figured, you know, I just go to a bank. Uh, yeah, that, no, not so easy. <laughs> oh, no, hold your horses. Um, I There were people standing outside the bank. I thought maybe they were going to smoke a cigarette or something. I don't know. So I just walked up, and then they quickly pointed like, you know, no there's a line and i'm like okay um so there wasn't a, people weren't standing in an actual line there were like two people over here three people over there then people sitting um like cuz it's hot out so there's people in the shade so i figure okay well i'll go where these like three people standing cuz that's the closest thing i can see to a line and then i then i hear like no and pointing and they're pointing at this girl this tall girl um, pretty in sandals, and and, um, and I'm getting the idea, even though I don't speak Spanish, that she's last in line. So I go and stand next to her, because I figure, okay, I'll go after she goes. And I guess that's kind of polite in a way. So instead of all standing in a line, you when you walk up to a line, you ask who's last, and then you know you're after that person. So, <laughs> okay, whatever. Took hours. And it takes hours, but... A of times, if you're standing in line, the United States or Europe, you know, you can look at your phone, but they don't have any cell service. So, like, you're when you're standing in line, you're really standing in line. <laughs> um, so, when I got on the internet, it was like a victory when it actually works. They had it in my hotel. They said they had internet, but it showed like the little picture of the internet, but you couldn't do anything. You couldn't accomplish anything. So, it really wasn't having the internet. So, I finally go to a hotspot and it works, and you're like, Yahoo! How quickly your expectations change. And there were so many odd things in Cuba. Like one of the showers I had. uh, I put all of this on uh, Instagram at Betty in the Sky. Because actually Cuba is sinfully picturesque. And plus all the strange things makes for good photos. So there was this shower. And I had this big square thing attached to the wall. Nothing coming out the top like we're used to. But I had like these like jets almost looked like nipples, four of them, like two at nipple level and two at knee level. And I was like, huh, <laughs> you have to do some contorting to wash your hair in this thing. And, um, turned it on and the, all, the jets are coming out at you. Uh, but there was a wand. So I figure out finally, there's so many buttons. I finally figure out, you know, okay, well I'll use the wand and I'll hold it over at my head to wash my hair. But, um, I got it, the wand to turn on and it was like a A whisper of water (laughs) oh one other thing there's so many things Uh, going back to the internet uh, one of my hobbies is I like the stock market and uh, I just wanted to look at the prices of stocks on an app that I have on my iPad when I actually had the internet and they're all blank and I was like huh Something's wrong with my app. But no, there was nothing wrong with my app. Uh, I finally looked at the top and I saw a line that said, due to economic sanctions, you can't look at the stock market from your location. And it was like, wow.
3: No, we were flying together. And then, you know,
0: some lady, I guess she bought something for me liquor. And I had her change. Yeah. but I was trying to make some change I think maybe it was working first but I was in the back so he comes back and the lady stops him and she said you didn't give me back my change
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> so he says your change and she said yeah you took my money and you said you were gonna give me some change you didn't give me my change. I didn't take anything from you yeah. and she said yes you did and he goes like are you sure it's what about the other fat and she go What's, which I'm telling? and he see him over there, and she looks and she just realized that she made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a little, little funny. Yeah. And then she said, Oh no, that was him. You're right. And said, You see, I told you, you take your money. So and you
2: don't look nothing alike. <laughs> you know what makes a good. Christmas present? A suitcase. You know the brand Victorinox Swiss Army. They make the iconic red Swiss Army knife. But did you know Victorinox makes some of the best luggage currently on the market? Carry-on bags in multiple sizes with thoughtful details such as removable USB ports and padded laptop compartments. Check bags that expand up to 47% available in both hard and soft side. Backpacks for every single style and need. Thoughtfully designed companion bags that slide easily over the handle. Best-in-class Hinamoto wheels to glide through the airport. Victorinox has options whether you're going away for a quick weekend or for several weeks. Find the perfect bag for your next trip or trip to the office at www.victorinox.com. or explore Victorinox, Swiss Army's other products, including Swiss-made watches, cutlery, fragrances, and, of course, Swiss Army knives. Listeners save 15% using the code BETTY15. That's www.victorinox.com and the code BETTY15 to save 15% now through December 31st. Some exclusions apply. My first night in Havana, I had heard, I talked to some other flight attendants who had been to Cuba, and I'd heard from all of them, they're like, well, one thing I really don't like about Cuba is the food isn't very good. And so I was prepared for the food to not be very good. And my first night there, I ordered lobster, It came a heaping, heaping lobster and a half pineapple with, like, a Greek salad and rice and beans. It was van-freaking-tastic. Um, you know, maybe they just didn't go to the right places for food because I thought it was great. And uh, another time I was in a restaurant and I don't speak Spanish, you know, which is a problem when you're by yourself in an odd place. But um, I'm pretty good with, quote-unquote, restaurant Spanish. But I was in this restaurant in... Uh, a beach city and uh, the waitress asked me something I didn't understand and I she asked it again and sometimes just with the tone and inflection I can kind of get a basic idea what they're asking and I, I was at a loss so she left and came back with a smartphone with a translation and I would never ever have guessed what she had asked me she asked me what's your zodiac sign <laughs> Like the first morning I was having breakfast and I was on like the 11th floor and uh, the breakfast was actually the breakfast all over Cuba were very plentiful, nice, generous breakfast, uh, but it made It was so much more fantastic by watching all the old cars go by. I mean, I don't know what it is. Those cars, I was there for two weeks, and they never stopped making me smile. They were so colorful, and they have so much flair. Uh, When I first got there, I wasn't sure I was going to go to Old Town, and the nice um, Airbnb manager was saying, well, there's lots of ways to get around here in Havana. You can... um, take a taxi. So like to get, I was in Vedado, which is kind of a nice area, Havana. She's like, you take a taxi, they're going to charge you like $10, which didn't seem that bad to me. She said because it would be like an hour walk. And she's like, but you take any of the colectivos, it's a dollar and it's a shared taxi. And I said, well, how do I know what's the colectivo? And she's like, any of the uh, old American cars with a roof. And I was like, all of them? She's like, well, pretty much. And I'm like, well, how do you get them? You just stand there and you flag them down, kind of like hitchhiking. And I was like, oh, that seems a little odd. (laughs) But I did it. (laughs) It's kind of fun. I liked all that. And then she's like, and... So that's a dollar, but if you want to go even cheaper, you can take a metro taxi. And then she was like pointing because we were looking outside. She's like, see one of those? It's like yellow. Um, and it has metro taxi and it holds like 13 people, and you flag that down and it's like a quarter. So I had to try that too. All fun.
3: (laughs) I had a couple of Jewish people. Yes. They're famous for being a bit tight. Frugal. Frugal. It's a good word. So I charge five cups for breakfast, and you see the kind of breakfast I provide. It's
2: five dollars.
3: Exactly. In the U.S. you get only a coffee for it. And um, they, for some religion belief, they don't eat eggs. So I provide eggs in my breakfast. Right. So they said, do we get a discount on breakfast if we we don't have the egg? Oh,
2: my gosh.
3: And I thought, really? (laughs) And I said, Think about it, if you go to an Italian restaurant and you have a pizza, and after you had half of a pizza, you feel like you're kind of full, do you think you're entitled to ask for half of the money back to the pizzeria because you didn't eat it? And they say, of course not. And I that's your answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was in Cuba for my birthday and you know you have to show your passport everywhere so I kind of like to pretend like it's not my birthday <laughs> unlike people making a big deal but because I had shown my passport and I was staying at this nice Airbnb that they um for breakfast they came out and sang and they brought out a cake for breakfast and um ingredients are hard to come by in Cuba and it was like a cake for me I'm by myself and it was like if you smooshed six cupcakes together. That was the size of the cake. And, um, they were looking at me with like, I was like, I'm supposed to be so happy that they made a cake. You know, how easy is it to get a cake? And, um, but I'm thinking, I don't need a whole cake. Like I can't eat six cupcakes for before breakfast, (laughs) but you don't want to be rude. (laughs) And the the cake was kind of like a corn muffin with some chocolate on top and so I'm trying to eat it I'm like, oh, so nice thank you so much even though I'm thinking oh I want to eat this big cake uh, but so I, I did a little bit of damage on it and then she said uh, I said I, I'm sorry but I, I can't I can't I can't eat all of this in the morning and she's like oh it's okay the ladies oh the ladies will be happy to eat it and I was like oh thank goodness but they were so sweet there that that night I get back to my room and there was like a runner on the bed you know they do that in a lot of hotels now there's just there's sheets and then there's like a runner across the bottom it was velvet and they wrote with their finger happy birthday betty on my bedspread so sweet I'd like to thank any of you that when you went to Amazon, you went through my website, Betty It's time for Christmas shopping <laughs> and uh, it doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. You click through the links, the Amazon links on my website. And uh, I also like to see what people buy and somebody bought, Holy shit. Managing manure to save mankind. A <laughs> uh, big ass ceiling fan. And, uh, also, if you uh, want some other Christmas ideas, you might want to go to my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Betty in the Sky, or you can go to my website, click on the Patreon, you can get like a signed book or an audio message if somebody likes the show, and I thank you very much. So I went to Playa Garan, uh, which is another beach town uh, on the Bay of Pigs, and um, the guy is showing me to my room and he's like well we have to cross the street i'm like oh, okay we cross the street and then he said this isn't just the best hotel room in playa garon it's the best hotel room in all of cuba and i was thinking well, i doubt it because it's like 50 dollars a night <laughs> i didn't say that but that's what i'm thinking so he opens the door to the room i say that because he opens the door and there's like a area that's not air conditioned and has lawn furniture and a full size refrigerator and then two doors that have another lock and one of them's to my room which has air conditioning and it was quite a nice room it had like the towels were fashioned into swans which is always sweet and uh and I but I wasn't sure um outdoor furniture part of the was part of my room or was it like a shared room with that other door because like I don't want to be like walking around you know naked letting my sunscreen dry if somebody else is going to come into the waiting room it looked like a waiting room so um he also said uh how the air conditioning worked really well and he said and if you get cold I'll be happy to join you and I was like huh (laughs) I don't know what he was saying I guess he was flirting I don't know but I dismissively maybe dismissively said uh I doubt anyone would get Cold. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good answer. Okay, so uh, it was nice that they had their refrigerator, and that's where you have your mini bar where you can have like water and beer. And um, it's great because you know, you're afraid I'm just afraid to brush my teeth in most of the water because you hear about people getting sick a lot. And um, so I look at the mini bar, it's just like, but it's a full size refrigerator. I look at it, it looks just like all the other places I've been. I opened the freezer, and um, I was gonna see if there was ice, and uh, a giant tub of mango ice cream the entire size of the freezer and I was like "Huh? (laughs) I don't think it's for me you know it's a I think they just had to store that ice cream somewhere so there was a refrigerator in that room so that's where the
0: mango ice cream goes so I was flying from Seattle to New York we were boarding and this lady was the last person to board and that means all of the bins were closed, We were completely right. full, and she had a bag, and she's like, "I need to check. I I can't check this bag. I need you to put it up in a bin." I'm like, "We don't have any more space, right?" Like all of the bins are closed, we're ready to go, and she looks at me and she's like, "You need to go open every single bin and find space for my bag, or else I'm gonna punch you in the face." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Did you
2: let her on the plane? No, she
0: threatening Yeah, I, I looked at her and I looked at the flight attendant and I was trying not to laugh because I'm like, you can't just say that. That's not a thing. You can't just go from like zero to ten and I'm punch you in the face. Yeah, like that's not going to do anything, but that was probably. Well, at least she didn't punch it. Yeah, I mean, she probably wouldn't have been able to, but I was, I'm was, i like, what? you're now not going to yeah. New York. that's you, you and your bag can stay. No? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can get on the next flight or a different airline.
2: I'm, I don't really know that much about Cuban history, and I'm not that well-versed in politics. I was trying not to talk about any of that very much because I, I, I'm not really that knowledgeable. And, you know, there's always two sides, and you always hear one side. So uh, I was in Playa Garon, which is the Bay of Pigs, and they have a museum there, and uh, they have documentaries. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll watch the documentary. It, took, it cost like one kook. That was another thing. They, the currency would be C-U-C, but they pronounced it kook. So it's like, that's two kooks, which to me sounds like kook is like a slang word for a crazy person. So it's like, it's two crazy people, two kooks. <laughs> well, the documentary was one kook. And um, uh, I was the only one. And the guy set it up and he just spoke Spanish. And it was kind of like this, like Soviet looking... um. Uh, schoolroom with an overhead projector and he turned the projector on and it's uh, a, a film you know showing the Cuban side of um that time period you know where uh, we are the imperialists and we are the invaders and you know like a David versus Goliath Goliath story and you know um, we are the Goliath and we lost. <laughs> You know, it's like, but you also know there's there's always two sides, um, and it, it, I think it's quite complicated. Uh, but I found it all interesting, you know. And uh, when the when the video was over, the kind gentleman who showed me the film, who's Cuban and only speaks Spanish, and I only speak English, conveyed to me, you know, uh, no hard feelings, <laughs> and I conveyed the same thing back. I have found that the Cana- the Canadian. <laughs> the cuban people were are just lovely welcoming people and i support the cuban people (laughs) the next stop was trinidad and oh my gosh was that a beautiful place like grand old houses artsy cafes art galleries um it's like a writer's dream like each place was lovelier than the next you know it was like the place has art and music in its soul with like castle-sized doors I mean really it was it's just stunning so I arrived there uh on a bus and um money is an issue in Cuba because they make very little money like a uh taxi driver, anyone who deals with a tourist actually makes more money than a doctor. Uh, It's, but then again, oh my gosh, every single thing in Cuba is like, you want to, there's two sides to everything. Cause like one of the casa owners was saying to me, but you know, everybody has food and um, there's, you know, free healthcare and you can go to college for free, sort of, you have to like, it it, you, you can go to college for free if you want so you know there's there's good and bad things to everything and but um also since money's a problem and people make so little money uh you know your tourist dollars are very important so i arrive in trinidad on the bus and now i know from my research beforehand that i was staying in between the beach which was a beautiful beach and um town so I knew that it's not like I could walk to my hotel. I knew it was a distance. And so we're getting off the bus and all these locals are lined up holding like a car license plate kind of signs that say taxi. And everybody's like so eager. Oh, oh, taxi, taxi, taxi. Like pick me, pick me, pick me. So I looked for like the kindest face and um, he looked so happy that I picked him uh, for the taxi. And then he said, oh, it's down the road, you know, like his I assumed his car was down the street. So we walk together and he's rolling my bag and so happy that he's got the fare, right? And um, we get to his taxi and it's a bike, a bike. And now... I hate to disappoint people. He was so excited to get my fare, but I'm thinking, it's going to take forever on a bike. You know, I know it's not close. You know, I, was, I thought he had a car taxi, not a bike taxi. And I should have, you know, it was stupid. Stupid-o. I should have said, no, I need a car taxi. But I figure, you know, he lives there and he thinks he can get there on a bike. Maybe it's not that far. He should know. I'd already shown him the address, and we've already agreed on a price. And so we get in the bike taxi, and it's okay in the city, you know, and I'm taking pictures. Then we get out of the city, and there's, like, big trucks. And people on like, horse and buggies. There's horse and buggies everywhere. Like, I didn't even really know people still used horses and buggies. Anyway, um, there's Hills. Hills. And he's got me on the bike and my heavy bag. And uh, he's, like, wiping his brow. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have a heart attack and I'm like, hey, I'll get out and walk up the hill. You know, I don't want to have a heart attack. You know, he's like huffing and puffing and I, it's making me feel horrible. And people are like looking at us like, what are you doing? So he's like, no, no, you can't get out and walk. And I'm like, all right. All right. So I'm like trying to lean forward, like trying to help him get up the, the bike. It took us like, it, it felt like an hour. It was probably 45 minutes, but it it was like the longest bike ride, and I was just feeling horrible, you know, like making him pull me on a bike all that way and all those hills. And um, so we arrived there, and the casa owner just laughed and laughed. I guess nobody had arrived from town on a bike before, <laughs> but I tipped him what would be like a day's wage, and he, and he looked really happy. So I guess all's well. It was not alone.
1: at the company and her job was she was in charge of recruiting flight attendants and she started telling me about some of those video interview submissions that she gets and what their common mistakes were she said that this one girl had this had somebody standing behind the computer and it was probably the girl's mother and she would answer the question real sweetly and say stop doing that And she'd look above the computer and she would avert her eyes. And she didn't realize that just because she stopped the recording that it was still recording or she answered the question and it was over. And she'd look up and she would say, Mom, stop doing that. Speaking of interviewing to become a flight attendant, I just wanted to say that I wrote my first book. And for anybody who's ever thought about maybe even applying, Desire the Skies, the first book every aspiring flight attendant needs to read. You can order it directly from me on my website at www.desiretheskies.com.
2: Once I got out of Havana, um, I was kind of a curiosity. People would be like... Um, they'd hear me talk or whatever, and then they'd go, where are you from? Because there's lots of Canadians and Europeans in Cuba. And I'd say, uh, you know, Estados Unidos, and they'd go, what are you doing here? I thought you couldn't come here. We haven't seen any people from the United States. And they'd be like, well, I'm here. (laughs) I kind of like being a curiosity. I was leaving Sinfuegos, and I was going to be going to Havana, and I'd been traveling by bus the via azul buses and they've been mainly tourists so they're nicer than i thought they were going to be and uh it, it, it's just like Cuba some things look nice and then maybe they're not cuz like i'm like well the, the bus looks pretty good and then i went to turn on the light and the the button just fell on me <laughs> okay so this last uh, my last bus ride um I had been trying to be very prepared. And in general, I did pretty darn good. Like I would do dry runs like the day before to make sure I knew where something was so I didn't, you know, miss a bus. So in San Fuego's, the day before, I had done a dry run and it was like mm, four blocks from my hotel to the... A bus station, so I thought I would just walk, but I thought it'd be better off to find out where it was before I was carrying my suitcase. and uh, so you know, I did the dry run, feeling very confident after I had a nice breakfast, I'm leaving. I've got my suitcase and I had already knew where it was, so I go exactly where I knew where it was. And then I can't figure out how to get into where the buses were. Like why go in? I went in because I went in the night before and where I went and I said via Zulu, and they said no, and they point out into the left. So I'm like, all right. So I go out and to the left. I ended up circling the block twice. Can't figure out where the Via Azul is. So um, I go back to where I was again. And they like, they'll point out and to the left. And I'm thinking, I don't know where it is. It's like, I'm here, but I don't know how to get in. So there was a local guy. And I was like, Via Azul. And he's pointing to the same place I've been going multiple times. And I said, hey, you take me. You two kooks. (laughs) Two dollars. See, but two dollars is a lot of money there because their currency is one twenty fifth of that. So two kooks is like, um, you can buy a whole pizza with that in like a local restaurant. So um it's two kooks is more. It's like fifty of their pesos. So um, I was gonna give him two kooks. I'm like, two kooks, you you take me. So he took me. my luggage and I would have never figured out where it was but now I'm where I'm supposed to be and I've got my ticket I'm in the waiting room and there's nothing but like local people I I didn't even notice any other tourists uh it turned out there were a few but I didn't see any at the time and so then some guy comes out and you know I don't speak the language and he said in Spanish and then Havana and I'm going to Havana and I'm in the waiting room and I everybody gets up and I'm like okay I get up and I go out and I get in line with everybody else and uh luckily somebody was being kind because they said uh like pointed like i don't think you're on the right bus and so sure enough Uh, I was about to get on the wrong bus to Havana, so that means, like, they actually checked your luggage, which I thought was very civilized on a bus. Like, they put a little tag on it and everything, kind of like you do on the airplane. But basically, if I had gotten on that wrong bus going to Havana, my luggage would have been on another one, and I probably would have never seen it again. So luckily, uh, the nice person pointed that I was probably on the wrong bus, so I go over and I see two these two tourists from Czechoslovakia. So, um, Czech Republic. Anyway, uh and they they're waiting with their bags and they said well we saw you get up and then we got up because we thought well you maybe you knew what you were doing and then they said they saw a a luggage rack with the bags and thought well we'll wait i'll wait and see where our bags go we'll get on that bus so i said well let's stay together so we ended up getting on the right bus and i got my bag when i got there and you know sometimes getting on the right bus is a victory two days in havana i stayed in a different casa particular which is like their airbnb and it had lovely hosts there uh two gay guys and um, one's name's jesus and so the other guy who's italian said yeah i found jesus in cuba (laughs) it's a funny thing to say i really enjoyed talking to them and they almost every place i went because uh labor is very cheap like they'd have somebody helping them like uh, not every place but a lot of places, they'd have somebody helping with breakfast, probably cleaning dishes and cleaning the rooms. And in this place, they had a girl, it was like in her 20s, a woman uh, who was deaf and mute, but very sweet. And like she had, a, she was preparing breakfast, so she had a little sign, um, like wh- how you wanted your eggs and you'd point to it. So she she was uh, doing very well with her disabilities and everything. And I'd, I did a lot of smiling at her. I just liked her, you know. And... Um, one of the conundrums of when you're traveling is you, you don't want to run out of money, but you also don't want to have a lot of their currency to take home with you or try to change again. Because when I change the money coming in, you know, you got to wait in line for hours. So I didn't want to have to have a lot of money leaving. So uh, I didn't know. This is all, you know, relating to know. But I had booked a lot of my... Um, things ahead of time because I didn't want to have to carry around so much cash. So anything I could book from home with a credit card, I did ahead of time. So I had booked a taxi to the airport the last day, but I hadn't got a confirmation from them. So uh, it's kind of far. So it's going to be like $30, $35. And so I wanted to make sure I had enough money in case that taxi didn't come, that I have m- enough money to get a taxi. So uh, I had some cash, but uh, at the last minute, I got a confirmation from the taxi. So I had money extra, what would probably be extra money so um I have been tipping the deaf mute girl like each morning at breakfast but now it's time to go and um as I mentioned before lots of times I'll take clothes that I don't like that much anymore and I'll take them and leave them especially if I'm going to a developing place because you know that's exciting to them and it's something I'm not using and it's you know Good to clean out your closet. So uh, it's my last day. So I've got a shirt. I've got a Santa hat for my Santa photos. Um, my sunglasses, which I actually really like, seem to get a little scratched up. At least too scratched up for me. <laughs> so I was gonna leave. So I had ten dollars and um, the shirt and the sunglasses and the hat and some lotion and some shampoo and some conditioner. And when the nice casa manager. Uh, was helping me get my bag to leave, he saw the pile of, he said, well, that's very generous. He's like, we need to go get her. So you need to be able to see her, see that because she's going to be so happy. And I was like, well, all right. So she comes in and she sees, oh my gosh, she sees what is like trash to me. Like it's stuff that I didn't want, uh, in $10 and like really what's $10, but to them, you know, that's like 250, I mean, 200, yeah, 250 pesos. So anyway, she teared up like she was smiling. It was like it was Christmas to her. And then the gas owner started crying and then I started crying. <laughs> and you know what, it's kind of like, those are the travel moments you remember. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye.